What up, ladies? This show is just for you. My next guest is the founder of How to Do Pot. That is a pioneering audio-first cannabis education platform for women. So you ladies will definitely want to stay tuned to this one. Let me first start out by saying thank you to Podcast Powertrain for helping produce my show. These are the guys you need behind you if you're looking to start your podcast. Also, I'd like to thank... Powered by Riverside FM. That's right. Our show is powered by Riverside FM, one of the best platforms to actually have a podcast on. So I'm going to have some links at the end of the show or in the show notes. Check them out. These are the two people that you need to get up, get with to make your podcast top 100. The good don't grow. We help you understand the benefits. With CBD and cannabis, yeah. The good don't grow. We remove the fear of the unknown. Not giving you all the facts. The good don't grow. We bring the unbiased content from opposing views to give you nothing but the facts. I welcome you to the show. The good don't grow. Hey everybody, Gary Roberts from Good Dudes Grow here again. And like I said in the intro, we have a, a fabulous show today. And actually today's show is for uh, basically the ladies of the group, which is kind of interesting because a lot of people, especially women, feel that the cannabis injury is filled with just guys and because that's all you see is guys everywhere so i'm really excited to have somebody who's actually trying to get some stuff going on with women and and stuff and everything like that and i love the aspect that she actually has a thing that like i'm trying to do a more of an educational show so on my show today the uh, one of the founders of how to do the I pot just, yes one of the founders of how to do the pot on my show ellen lee scanlon <laughs> no worries i'm happy to be here gary thank you for having me so, so one of the questions I ask everybody that comes on my show is, how did you get involved in the cannabis industry? Because it's not something that a lot of people would think about. Sure. Well, I live in San Francisco and I got my medical card in 2016 and I've always liked weed, but getting the medical card really did change things. And I think it changed a lot in, um, in California. Um, 96 was when medical became legal in California, but, um, it just, and I think for women, especially it really starts to pique their interest. And so in 2018, uh, cannabis became legal in the state of California and I have just been paying a lot of attention. Uh, I have a background in, uh, financial services. I actually worked on wall street after college and, uh, in the investment business for a long time. And then I started uh, working in startups when I came to California and was working for a venture backed women's healthcare startup. And for the first time started realizing all of the challenges that women face, uh, in the healthcare system. And around that time, I reconnected with a college friend, April Pride, who had founded a company called Vanderpop, which she had sold to Tokyo Smoke, a Canadian company, and then on to Canopy Growth. And she and I started talking about how we were kind of trying to solve the same problems for women, that um, healthcare was not just providing all of what they needed. And cannabis really um, is a treatment for a lot of issues that women suffer from. Um, so that was sort of how I came into it. And we were trying to figure out the best way to connect with women and really realize that podcasting is the most modern way to talk to people. Weed has always been sold through word of mouth. And, uh, and we thought that 
having a trusted voice, having a friend, um, was a great way to step into something that I think for a lot of women is confusing, scary, intimidating, or maybe just not that interesting. And, um, and so we wanted to attract all of those women by sharing different stories that, I mean, I'm sure that you know this by being in the industry, you just cannot be changed after you've heard stories. I've heard your story, which is so incredible. And I'm so sorry for the loss of your daughter. And I, I just feel like there are so many people who've come into this industry uh, because the plan has changed their life. And, uh, and so that is something that we really wanted to share. Um, so that's how, that's the short version of how I got here. That That's pretty cool. And I'm going I'm to backtrack just a little bit from the beginning because a lot of the reasons, like you said, I got involved was to educate people in from the loss of my daughter, and my dad and everything from opiate addiction. And I'm trying to help firefighters get access to cannabis and everything else. And so, like you said, a good a voice that people know that people understand. I wasn't uh, a pot smoker or, or, or smoked cannabis when I was young. I, I found out all the information after, well, kind of like when my daughter was going through her thing and everything else. So when I started realizing that, I said, like you, what's the best way? Well, let's just get your voice out, bring some stories of everything that happens. But one question that I get a lot is that we don't like to see firefighters or athletes like, you know, everybody has a bad perception of people who smoke cannabis and everything else. Like it, it keeps them down or doesn't make them quick or doesn't make them function properly. And what I'd like to ask you, you said you, you smoked cannabis for a while before you started this, correct? Yeah, on and off. I mean, mostly, um, you know, through a guy. It was like either my husband had it or someone I was dating at the time. I mean, I never really had my own hookup. So it, when it was, if it was around, I would, um, I enjoyed uh, a, a joint for sure. But no, I think that the legal access has really changed, um, changed my relationship to the plant. The question I have is, do you feel that your cannabis use at all was any was detrimental to any of the businesses you had or it made you feel like you couldn't do anything or, or stopped you from doing stuff. I'm trying to get a perspective for people understanding that if a baseball player can use it to recover and still hit a fastball at hundred miles an hour with instant reflexes that the average person who works in the financial situation, the banking, the banking facilities, entrepreneurs, people who create business who use cannabis aren't as flaky as they would see on TV, the, the, the bums that use it kind of like just, you know, the old Cheech and Chong movies like, yeah, you know, dude, you know, they're not like that. They're actually very intelligent individual. They use it, it makes them creative and stuff like that. So I'm trying to get a perspective. Like you, do you feel like that? Did it help a little bit? Did it hinder it? Did it not do anything? Did it just make you relax? How did it help? Well, I think that, um, I, there are a couple of thoughts I have on that, but the first one, I, I interviewed a woman who has lupus not long ago. And I asked her this because she, over a period of time, stopped taking 14 prescription medications, uh, and exclusively now uses cannabis to manage her, um, her lupus. And I spoke to another woman, Crohn's disease, same thing, 11 drugs and got herself off. And, and what both of them said to me was, I got so high from those prescriptions that I was on, like that was so much more intense and debilitating than any of the cannabis that I consume because they both consume it as a full flower, um, or they take it as a soft gel or a tincture. And so they can control their dose. Uh, there was a study that came out last year, um, from university of Chicago in Berkeley that showed that I think it was 80% of women have been 
overdosed for prescription drugs because all of the studies were done on men. And so specifically for women, and this has happened to me, I have endometriosis. Uh, I had a bad bike accident and I went to the emergency room. They gave me the highest dose I've ever taken of a painkiller. I fell off a chair, passed out, got a concussion, hit my head. Like the, and I'm sure you know this better than I do, but the effects that opioids can bring on on the daily experience are very, very strong. And yes, you can definitely get high from cannabis, but for me, I prefer high CBD cannabis. I prefer low THC cannabis. And so I, I don't really like to get that high. I like to relax. I like to feel more comfortable in my body. I like to just kind of turn things down a little bit. It's probably like, I like one IPA. And I, I have found the cannabis that brings the same effect as one IPA for me. And so um, I think that that is probably, I think that's a really important conversation and a great question um, that a lot of people have. You do not have to get as high as like Seth Rogen in a movie in order to consume cannabis. <laughs> exactly. And um, that's what I wanted to get at. That's what I keep trying to tell people. The people who are in the industry now trying to make the industry different are the people trying to help people. We're not in it to get people high. We're in it to make them understand that certain doses like high CBD or low THC can actually help them. Or even some of the high THC effects, you don't have to eat a whole chocolate bar of, of THC you know, to make yourself feel good. You can have like a square. It's all about dosing and understanding exactly what you need. And the funny thing is when I talked to Tommy Chung, I wasn't expecting him to be as, how do you say it? professional or, or eloquent when he talked. I expected to, because I saw the Cheech and Chong movie, so I had that already that perception, and it blew my mind on how he just says, no, I don't even smoke a lot. I just just portrayed it. I have, it's like he does like you, just a little bit to open the creativity, and, and that's it. So that is amazing. That's what I wanted to get to. Thank you very much. Like my wife would tell me, I probably know absolutely nothing about women. So, so <laughs> but I do understand, and the same thing, I'm in the fitness industry, and I know how, you know, it takes a lot more for women to get in shape. So you have to, you have to train harder because it's easier for men and everything else. So I know we have different chemistry differences and that's what you're actually, your, your, your podcast is about is about people for women who just looking for information on what they can do. Cause it's, we're completely different. You and I, women and guys are completely different and it affects us 100% differently. Correct. Well, I'm not a scientist, so I don't know about 100%, but, um, but women have hormones and the hormones come once a month for most women. And that changes a lot of things in your body. And cannabis is a plant that responds to your endocannabinoid system and your body is different at different points of the month. So, um, I think that there are a lot of ways that cannabis can really help women. Autoimmune diseases are another, um, Another interesting thing that I've learned as I've gotten into the industry, so about 8 to 10% of the population has autoimmune diseases, but of that, 80% are women. And so you have things like fibromyalgia, like lupus, like Crohn's disease, and women respond so well to cannabis. I, and I, I believe that men do also. And I know you've had some really interesting doctors and naturopaths on your show who would be much better equipped to, to handle that kind of question. But I can speak for myself. I have endometriosis. Um, I use a very specific regimen when I have my period and it really, I mean, it, it's an, it's almost like magic. I mean, I, 
I, my pain is gone. I don't take any prescriptions. I don't even take any over the counter pills. Um, and so I know that during that, you know, five to seven days of the month, there's going to be a difference in how I consume cannabis. And for me, it's mostly just a lot more CBD, probably every four hours. Whereas during the rest of the month, I take CBD twice a day. I take a gel cap in the morning and at night. So, um, I think that women, um, and you know, you've been in competition, so maybe it's a way to think about it that when you're preparing for a competition, you're doing something a little bit differently than when you're not. And women just prefer, prefer for that once a month. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's a great analogy. And I tell everybody else in some of the stuff that I sell is like, okay, so if you're using it for like, for this type of thing, for pain that's going on, if it doesn't work, try a little bit more, try a couple of hours, try and figure it out how it works and just use it as, as basic as, how do I say, as needed. Cause it's not going to hurt you if you take a lot, you'll just notice a little bit more different. So you'll know exactly when the pain goes away, back off a little bit, you'll know when the pain comes back and then you'll know you're kind of your threshold on your show. What's the main, the mostly the main questions you get or the main things that most women are looking for? The number one question we get is what should I buy? Uh, and the three topics that women want to know the most about are stress, sleep, and sex. Okay. <laughs> Let's go to all three of them. <laughs> Cause I'll do this. I, I'm, I was, I had somebody who was going to come in about the sex stuff, but I wasn't sure exactly how that works. So we'll keep that for last. Cause that could be interesting, but for stress, I'm always working. Uh, my wife's a very high energy person. So I'm interested to know exactly what you found out with your, your trials and errors and the people you talked to about how they manage with CBD and, and stress and everything and how, what they see they use. Sure. Well, I have the privilege of talking to some really incredible cannabis doctors and nurses who have been able to help me a lot. Um, and so I can, you know, share a little bit of my story and, and relate that to other women, but, you know, COVID has been a super stressful time, um, for, I think everyone, um, for mothers, especially I have a two-year-old and, uh, there have been a lot of sad articles about one in four women are dropping out of the workforce and all kinds of things. And so during COVID, I definitely needed more support. And what I um, what I learned from talking to the cannabis doctors that I know is that you probably need more CBD than you think to help with anxiety. So, you know, I was taking 25 milligrams of CBD for to help me sleep when I'd wake up, when my son would wake up in the middle of the night. And that was terrific. And that was all I needed. But as COVID wore on and on, I think everyone's has sort of had their COVID lows and mine came with a lot of anxiety and chest pains and having trouble breathing. And I just was really in a place that I had never been before. And the doctor said, start taking two to 300 milligrams of CBD every day. And I did, and it worked. Um, and I don't need to take that much now. I probably take 50 milligrams now, but for about three months, it was the support that I needed. I didn't have any side effects, which I do have from um, things like Xanax, which make me feel very groggy. And, and I, I really can't do anything when I'm <laughs> if I've taken one, um, which, you know, maybe is the point sometimes that you're supposed to just stop. Um, <laughs> but I've had no side effects with taking more CBD um, for stress. And I was able to when I started to feel better you know, kind of exactly like you're saying, just take a little bit less. How did that work? How do I feel? Um, and I think that stress is, is different for everyone. And CBD has definitely been showing promise. Um, but THC, you know, is something that is very effective, um, for some women and, you know, the whole plant and bringing the whole plant together can work for some people. I, 
CBD was great for me and that was all that I needed. Um, but every woman is different and, you know, doctors like the American cannabinoid clinics, like the Kushners, people like that can help you because as you know, with any mental health challenges, I think that they are very unique, uh, and, and knowing what type of anxiety or stress you're dealing with could be, um, you know, you could feel bad and, and feel compassion for someone, understand that they feel bad, but the way that you feel might be different. And so you need to have uh, a different system for, for helping to support that. Right. Exactly. And that, that's, that's another thing that's amazing because you went from 25 to hundred to 200. And that's where I keep telling people, you have to play with the doses and not afraid to go higher sometimes and then come back down and everything else on your podcast. Do you find a lot of people are actually afraid to take the CBD because of their other medication? Are, are they, because I've run into a few times where persons have actually says, well, I don't want to stop taking medication, but will the CBD affect me or do I have to stop it? And do you see that with the women a lot? Cause I know sometimes women take different medications for their hormones and everything else. Are they, are they scared of, of taking CBD? You know, drug interactions are a question we get a lot. And, um, we have an episode about this and we spoke to Jessica, Dr. Jessica Knox from the American cannabinoid clinics. And she said that clinically they have not seen a lot of problems with drug interactions and cannabis. Um, but as you know, it's a schedule one drug. And so all of the tests that we all know to expect and just sort of that peace of mind that that comes from believing that someone who has expertise in that area has, has tested it don't exist. And so, um, I think that, um, there are things that I've heard that, um, if you're taking a medication that, uh, tells you not to consume grapefruit, that that can also be affected by cannabis because the CBD will stay in your liver and, and it might slow things down a little bit, which is actually part of the reason why I think drugs like Epidiolex, the, seizure drug help because they do slow things down. So it's sort of knowing what you want to get out of the medication, but I, I wish that I had a better answer around drug interactions. We get a lot of questions and, um, unfortunately it, it, it requires experimentation. That exactly 100%. So the podcast, when did you start it? November, 2019. What was your biggest challenge starting it? everything. <laughs> um, the podcast industry I, I, is, is growing as quickly as the cannabis industry. We laugh because at least it's legal. <laughs> so there's that. Um, we worked with some incredible producers for our first, uh, our first shows and learned so much from them, uh, which was really helpful because, um, you know, uh, if you hopefully people will listen to our show, but they're short episodes. They're very tightly edited. They're all scripted. Um, it's a podcast that has some conventions. Every show you're going to get five practical tips. You're going to get uh, recommendations for a strain. You're going to get recommendations for other podcasts that we love. And so we, we as as audio lovers, I think we knew that there was a structure that we were really excited about. And so figuring out how to just all that goes into to doing that, um, was a big learning curve, but really fun. Um, so that has, um, yeah, it's, um, podcasting is an amazing, amazing medium. It's growing so quickly. You can have such an impact because there's so much intimacy that comes from hearing someone's voice. So, uh, I love it, but, um, yeah, there's a lot to learn. <laughs> it, yeah, I agree. It, it was fun. I found that the hardest thing, I don't know if you're, if it's the hardest thing, especially in the cannabis industry is trying to find, cause, cause 
like you said, the cannabis industry is exploding. So everybody's got a product out. So everybody's doing something, trying to find a guest on for your show, trying to figure out how to get them on. That's what I found the biggest challenge was because most of the people are like, well, I already got my own thing going on. I already got this, that, but I don't have time to talk. And you're trying to get, again, I was trying to get the credibility out, the people that, and you know, the main, the main credibility, everybody's going to be like right now, everybody's going to see superstars or, or athletes. They all want to see that person that, that they've seen on TV say, oh yeah, this is okay to use. So, so it's great to have the doctors and scientists and tell the background, you know, but so many people, you know, okay, we've heard this, the science and all that, but what the, does the football player that I love use it? Cause I heard right in the newspaper, he does trying to get them on. I think that would be a big impact to our industry, having them agree a little bit more and come on to different shows and say that, you know, they use it for it. Cause it would push us to more of a credible, I hate to use credible as a word using with superstars, but I think that would actually help push our industry a little bit, a little bit further as people would investigate it more and maybe even bring it out of that schedule one. What do you think? Yeah. You know, we have focused so much on storytelling and just telling stories. And I think that, um, we've focused less on the celebrity side of things. Really. I haven't, um, because we were just hearing so many incredible stories from the women that we were meeting and we knew that we wanted to share those stories. And we also focused on conditions that are specific to women. And so I think that that helped to create the content, um, coming sort of from a different angle where we were trying to, you know, tell a story about CBD, tell a story about pregnancy, tell a story, um, about sleep. And we found people who had consumed cannabis and had solved those problems or really come to a much better place. And so that's the angle that, that we've taken, but I agree. I mean, I think that, um, that, the more well-known people that, again, it's so interesting. You had that experience with Tommy Chong, where you had this expectation of what he was going to be like. And then in person, he was, you know, probably great and regular and smart. And, um, and so I think that the expectation, um, divide is one that, that certainly people are still, um, are still working from. I think there's an age divide too, really. Uh, I think that women, people under 30 kind of just don't think weed's that big of a deal. Um, and so, um, they're curious about it and they want to know how to bring it into their life. And, and a lot of them are kind of like, ah, maybe I don't want to be consuming alcohol. And so, um, there's so many segments, honestly. I mean, I love this industry because you just can't not find an interesting angle. <laughs> yeah. It goes all different angles. And now you got the, the, the D8 craze, which everybody's going on the Delta eight craze, which, seems to be coming for great for sleep and everything else. And it just, everything always, every day is always changing. That's what I love about this industry. Every day you find something else new out, it's always changing and everything else. So what's new coming up on your podcast? What's coming up for you? Well, today we released an episode about music. Uh, we spoke to this all women band based in LA who started out just playing in their friend's basement and got some momentum and moved to LA and they've been a working band traveling and touring for 10 years. And COVID has of course, uh, you know, taken live music away from all of us and from them. And, and they talked to me about how cannabis helps them to write or, uh, the bass player really loves it because it helps her to feel more in her body. But they also talked about how 
some of the, they love the way they described it. They were like sort of the yucky stuff about the music industry, like the comparisons and the, oh, why is that band popular? Why do people like that? They said when they consume cannabis and listen to music, they, they love it again. And I just thought that that was such a, a wonderful sentiment and a wonderful story to think about that, you know, um, not everyone can be a singer in a band traveling around, but, and it looks pretty great, but there are still sort of just the daily grind parts of it. And I think that having a little cannabis and, and listening to music and, and bringing back the love for it is, um, is very representative of, of how cannabis can, can play a role in a lot of people's lives. You know, I mean, generally it's Friday or Saturday night when I have an ETHC and, I sit on the roof with my husband and we just feel really happy that our baby's asleep and we had a nice dinner and it's just a nice way to spend some time. Um, and, and I think that everyone chooses to use cannabis differently. And I actually believe that almost everyone, I, I just think that everyone who uses it is using it for medicine of some kind, whether that medicine is to solve Crohn's disease or to just have a little lightness in a really challenging week. Um, but finding ways that, um, that it, it just increases a little bit of joy and, and makes you feel more present, uh, which I think is probably the, the fastest path to joy, um, is something that I think it's doing for a lot of people. Well said. And, and I agree with the band saying the yuckiness, even though it's not, even though I'm trying to get to the kitty, the cannabis to the first responders, I think that the yuckiness that we see every day that little bit of THC that can actually calm us and let us have those good nights sleep, like you say, just to relax us after what we've done is something that should have we should have access to. And that's why, again, that's why I keep doing my show and everything else and bring great individuals like you so that you can they can listen to your show and bring bring other educational purposes to it. And everybody starts being more educated and doesn't see it as a a bad thing and actually sees it now as a, as a good thing. So if people wanted to see your podcast or actually listen to your podcast, where would they go? You, it's available on all the podcast platforms. Uh, you can also go to dothepot.com and all the episodes and all the transcripts are there. So you can check out what we're up to. And um, we are on all the socials at do the pot. Uh, so you can follow us there and follow along. And um, yeah, I'd love for people to listen. It's a really fun, great show. We try to make them entertaining. I think about weed all the time because it's my job, but I want to give, you know, if you're going to spend 20 minutes with me once a week, it's going to be well, <laughs> time well spent. There you go. There you go. Ellen, I appreciate you coming on my show. Thank you very much. I'll send, I'll put all the links to your show in the bottom of the show when this one actually posts in a couple of weeks. And like I said, I'll listen to your show. I'll have my wife listen to your show. So maybe she can actually relax and not be on. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for all you do. And I admire your mission so much. And if we can support it in any way, we are happy to because first responders and firefighters are real heroes. Thank you. Thank you. We'll definitely stay in touch. You have a great day. You too. Bye. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to the show. And like I said at the beginning of the show, I'll have some links for you. So if you're interested in starting your podcast yourself, one of the best places to go is podcast powertrain right now they're doing an, an amazing offer for all their course material if you want to actually help get your uh, show ranked all you got to do is go to gooddudesgrow.com forward slash powertrain and you'll get all the information there also if you're looking for a platform not sure which platform to use to record your show on riverside fm is the one we use 
You can also go to gooddudesgrow.com forward slash Riverside. Check them out and you will not be disappointed. Again, thank you for listening to the show and we will see you. Well, we'll see you, but we'll get with you next week. You guys have a great week. If you're still listening to this, that means you gained some type of value. So what we need you to do is leave a review and make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode of The Good Dudes Grow.